find it ridiculous as well because like the first mm -hmm. few episodes to build the whole plot is just so unrealistic that I had to like really, really suspend my inner critic. Like this would never happen to anybody. Okay, just like... <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. yeah but that, that, isn't that like that with all TV? Like every TV, you know, it just wouldn't happen like that ever. Yeah. It's just like one of those things where because they're trying to drive a plot, like somehow any event ever always happens to the protagonist. And it's just like this would never yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I'm just going to interject I'm... here and just say, uh, this is the uh, Halcyon Frequency podcast, and uh, I, I'm, I'm your host, Blind, and uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to let you continue that that thought in a second. We'll, we'll continue the Netflix show talk in a moment, but I would just like to take a moment to, to kind of say hello to everybody and say, thank you very much for, for tuning into this this episode of the podcast. This is our uh, fourth episode uh, for February 6th. Uh, 2022, I think that's the year. Uh, so I'm just going to pass this off to Jess. How are you doing today? I'm very animated today. How's, how, how are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I have a cup of coffee and I just ate a lemon loaf. Uh, 2D Kiri, who's also, uh, in the recording today. How, how's, how's your day been going? My day has been very busy, filled with work, but also productive. So it feels good. Yay. And FG? Yeah, I I have not had a busy day today because um, I did not stream today because we had house things to do today. And I'm moving in like three weeks and I'm like, ah! That's just a bundle of stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Correct. Welcome to my life. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. But finally, finally, when, once we've moved, it's all over. I, Hopefully. uh... I, oh. I, I have the, there's a slight possibility that I might be moving next year and I just, I'm already dreading it and I'm easily like a year and a half out still. So I'm, I'm, I'm just dreading taking apart my setup and putting it back together and something just not working or breaking or, oh, something. I can feel that. Yeah. Take out your graphics cards, put them in a separate box. Protein. I recommend getting, um, like those plastic bins and then just like layer everything between bubble wrap or towels or something and just like put it all into a plastic bin and then put it in a car. <laughs> well, luckily, luckily we're moving like three miles down the road, so not too much can go wrong. That's good. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's like, you know, hundreds of miles. And uh, so far my computer has survived being moved from one country to the other. So all good. But yeah, I'll definitely, you know, once we get it and set up and then open it up real quick and make sure everything is seated correctly and whatnot. But, but talking about iZombie real quick, I, I no spoilers, but I like the start of that show. And then it goes so completely off the rails <laughs> that it just got absolutely ridiculous and dumb. I think it, that's it's, all I'm going to say about there. it. <laughs> No, 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 no. Like, I think it's the end of season two where it starts and it just gets like, like, you you, you ain't seen nothing yet. What direction does it, does it go off the rails? I really like it. Because I've only seen ads for this show. Well, I don't want to spoiler it for Jess. Yeah, but, 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 but okay. So, so, so when you say it goes off the rails, does it go in like an absurdist kind of direction? Does yes. it just get like t okay? I might be sold on this. Yeah, show but it's now. funny. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Jess, I just checked. Jess, so I almost okay, yeah. finished season three, and then we just stopped because other things were more interesting. But we really liked it. Like the humor is just amazing. 
Maybe I need to yeah, that's where it starts with. And then just cover your ears. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, for 10 seconds okay, or something. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> at, literally at one point in time, they're like this close to nuking the entire city of Seattle. So what? Because nothing it's, it's of value no, is lost. Just, we should do that right was, now, frankly. Get rid of was, Facebook while we're at it. I just get so dumb. Uh, can somebody funny. give a thumbs up to Jess so she can unmute again? I, I feel You're left safe. out. <laughs> Yeah, you're safe. You're safe. Welcome it's back. all good. No, it just gets really, really, really like it. It goes. It goes too far, in my opinion. I liked it. Like for me, I like the start. I like the characters. I like the main character, and I like the humor, um, the writing. It's so witty. It is funny, but then it just goes off the rails. It goes too far for me. Yes, I think you're very brave for watching a zombie show. Well, so this one's not bad because mm -hmm. it's not about being scared. It's just it's something about. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't quite. They're friendly zombies, mostly. Yeah, mostly. But the whole reason I brought this up is because, like, we're we're talking about brain cells doing pong and everything, and so it's just like it made me think of the show that I've been binge watching all week because I haven't been feeling very well. So I've just been like, Ugh, I am a zombie. Let me watch this show that Netflix has been pushing at me for so long. <laughs> I, to be it, fair, I think. Sorry, no, I didn't no, want to. I didn't want I was to interrupt gonna, you guys. I was just going on a random tangent. Just say say what you're going to say. Oh, I was just going to say. I think I think one of the major plot points of I Zombie is that humans are the real monsters. Period. I think <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it, all it, I wanted to in say. In regards to the human brain cells playing pong, that's one of my two favorite scientific facts of the week. I I always like find a few random things and then just like regurgitate them for the next like two weeks. And the two <laughs> my two favorite scientific facts right now are. They've trained human brain cells to play Pong, and hamsters can drink one and a half liters of Everclear a day and not feel any side effects, and will drink Dude. straight vodka. Dude, my entire <laughs> chat talked about that for, like, days on end. I'm like, okay, what? come on. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, hamsters need to survive the winter, but they don't hibernate, so their food rots naturally. So their, their bodies are designed to eat fermented foods. And scientists have realized that they can consume more alcohol than any other known animal on Earth. <laughs> to the point where they can drink one and a half liters of Everclear per day and not even stagger. Impressive. Which is a hot alcohol, by the way. Which is for, like for those... 99%. It's like yeah, undiluted you can, you can vodka. You clean with it, basically. But... Yeah, yeah wow. it's a, like I use that to clean my pipe. Like, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty mental. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I, I wonder what sort of implications that has, like medically, how that could be used. Yeah. That's so interesting. It means that if you have extra Everclear and you run out of water, you could give it to your hamster? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if it has any useful things. I just To me, it's just kind of incredible because hamsters are apparently my spirit animal. <laughs> I never do that. <laughs> But can you drink that much Everclear and be completely fine? No, I would, like, a human would die. <laughs> if you drank a liter and a half of Everclear. Oh, Lord. God, yeah, no, 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 no. That does do that. not sound healthy. Mm -mm. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I could do that in six months. Yeah, no, don't do that. You probably that also shouldn't. It's not good. No, you should not. You can, di you can dilute it and use it in, like, tinctures and stuff, but it's, like, <laughs> it's not something do you not should be Do not ingest it. Do not ingest it. <laughs> Wise yeah. words, only here on the Halcyon Frequency podcast. <laughs>
how did we get here? Uh, brain cells, zombie shows. Uh, I mean, I could talk about the thing I've been watching on Netflix recently. Video games. That, 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 that fourth season of Ozark's amazing. Haven't seen that show at all. If you want what a good crime drama, it's a really good crime drama. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kind of over those. It's like I have it's to like halfway between crime drama and halfway between, between like family slapstick comedy, but like dark comedy. So it's it's entertaining. It sounds good. It's just because there, there's like points by this uh, by season four where like the no spoilers, but like the dad's just like so done with everything that he's like, oh, my kid's laundering money. OK, whatever. <laughs> it's just like mm -hmm. just, just, All right. just doesn't even blink. It's it, just the way they interact by the time season four rolls around is just kind of incredible. Mm -hmm. It's a fun show. We Love finally finished all of the expanse. Great show. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. I was so sad when the expanse ended that I immediately went and found another sci-fi show and watched all of the silent sea, which is another mm -hmm. good show. Only eight episodes though. Very short. Haven't heard of that one. It's a, it's a Korean sci-fi show. Um, ah, the like gotcha. basic elevator pitch from the first five minutes of it is note, note, actually, if you're scared of what, if you don't like seeing dogs in pain, don't watch that show. Um, no, but it, it, it starts off with just like, uh, all of the oceans are dried up your entire rank in society and everything that you earn is based on the water card that you have, which says how many liters of water you can get per week. Um, and so that's earth. Earth is a nightmare. There's no, there's no water left. Uh, everybody's dying. Nobody's allowed to have pets. They're shooting dogs in the streets. Uh, illegal pets are just getting rounded up and used as food, regardless of what they are. Um, all animals are dead, um, except for ones in captivity, which are now illegal. And uh, there's something on the moon. And there's something on, uh, in a research lab on the moon. And everybody died up there due to radiation. Um, and they are uh, sending like eight scientists and a couple like mercs up there to go see what, what they were studying. That's the whole pitch of the show. It's eight episodes. One this and is done. The Expanse? No, this is uh, The Silent Sea. Oh, oh, right. Okay. I will not be watching the, that. Okay. The, the, the Expanse <laughs> is, a, is a like Cold War story between Earth and Mars, and it's great. And The Belt. But yeah, yeah. No, The Expanse and is great. And I know some people, like, no spoilers, complain about the end, but I think it's actually a very fitting end. The. the... For the show. It's I, really I difficult it. for me to say anything about the end of the expanse without spoilers. It's without the best spoiling, ending yeah. they could have done with what they had, considering everything. Yes, there's yeah. still more that they haven't done. Yeah, what, but was it, it I, I feel yes, no, um, yes, sort of, sort of, yeah, sort of. It, it, like it's, it's based twice. on a book series, and the book series is like what nine novels now, I think. Yeah, or eight or something. And it's really expensive to make. That's the biggest problem with the expan uh, expanse because you have to shoot things in space and you have to like simulate like no gravity and crap like that. And, you know, for a lot of scenes and all that sort of stuff. Um, so they ended the story a little bit earlier and a little bit differently than in the book because they had to fire one of the actors for being a, a creep as well. Um, but I kind of like that it's that it's it, like it is sort of a, a closing arc, but it's the overall arc is not yet resolved. Like there's still potential. There, like there, there's a point where one of the main characters looks at another one and goes, "Man, we never found out what happened with that thing." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah bluntly like, states I, that. And it's just like, "Man, yeah. I wish you found out what happened with that thing." Damn. 
Yeah, but, yeah. It kind of goes like, oh, we, there's like still this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And allegedly, this they're signing movie deals, so they might do the Star Trek thing where there's just oh, like yeah, maybe, three yeah. movies. So or, or, they could just do maybe. direct to Prime movies. That would be fine. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, or they're doing. I mean, we're all, we are already get, already getting the first Expanse game, so maybe we'll just get more. I'll be down for that too. Who's making? Yeah, they're the making a Telltale, a Telltale one uh, oh. about uh, drama. Cool. About a. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty cool. she, she's yeah. great. Drummer's yeah, great. She's a cool character. Yeah, she is. Drummer's probably Drummer is the only character in a TV show that has made me legitimately jump out of my chair and fist pump in the past couple of years. She's cool. Like she's badass. Yeah. She's turned around and just done a thing, shot a person, stabbed somebody. It's like yes, go drummer. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that game. Actually, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, they announced that at E3 last year. Somehow I missed that. Anyway, um, since we're talking okay. about video games, I think I'm just going to take us real quick to a short break here. And then uh, when we come back in a couple of minutes, we are going to uh, talk about the games that we, that we have been playing this past week. So I know you were just listening to my voice, and so this might be a little bit strange, but let me just pitch you on something really quickly. This podcast is connected to a stream team, and this stream team has a Discord server. It is the Halcyon Frequency Community Discord server. If you're listening to this and you're not in that server, go over to our website, halcyonfrequency.com, and grab that Discord link. It is in the bottom left of the website, and it has some servers where you could play some Project Zomboid with us, or take part in the community, or maybe just look for a group. You could also ask some questions or discuss podcast topics in the according rooms. Some cool things there, including some features as to find out exactly when we're about to go live. I recommend it. Check it out. Let's get on with the show. Hope you enjoyed that quick break. And uh, once again, you're listening to the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. And uh, we're going to talk about some some games that we've been playing this week. So uh, I, I have one, but I think I'll, I'll keep mine for the end because it's pretty short. So FG, do you want to do you want to take this since yours is the, the next on the list? Sure, sure. That, I'm just going to do all of my... Okay, okay. I'm just going to do all of mine. The first two are pretty short. Um, so... Going back to not last episode, but the episode before that, I already talked about Expeditions Rome a little bit. Um, finished it, finally. A really good CRPG. Took me over 60 hours to, to finish. We watched three of the seven different endings that that game has. And that game is just absolutely amazing. And uh, you should all play it. That's what I'm going to say about Expeditions Rome. Hell yeah. <laughs> I already made this joke, but I'll make it again. I didn't know CRPGs had endings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's I don't it, believe it's, I've ever oh, seen so an good. ending of a CRPG, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they have endings. That's just I've, I've never finished one. It, it really helped to stream it that it had it was completely voice acted. And it had the Twitch integration that made it really fun and engaging for people. So, so they got the story told, but they could influence the story as well, which was really good. Yeah, that was really fun. Agreed. Yeah. And there was a lot of fire. A lot so of fire. So much fire. Yes. <laughs> so much. Rome did also burn. Yes. Yes. In my playthrough, Rome did also burn. In my yeah, playthrough, I... chat had me murder people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So oh yeah, Chad yeah, yeah. Is primeval, Same. as per usual. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Cleopatra 
does not exist in my playthrough anymore. That's all I'm <laughs> saying about that. Doesn't exist in real life either. Well, anymore. yeah, but she she never yeah she never actually rose to power in my playthrough. Good riddance. For reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to take it in turns or do I just keep going? Are we gonna? I, I'm, do it? I don't know. Uh, Carrie, do you want to talk about Pokemon Legends? Yes. Go nuts. Yes. Okay, so it's been years since I played my last Pokemon, and that was X. I don't know when that came out, actually. But... 2014. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wow. played that when I was in Japan. When did that Holy. happen? Right? Yeah, we were talking about that, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, we, yeah, we were actually. talking about this, yes, but I... Oh, yeah, well, that's a long time. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I, I haven't played the other Pokemon games because it's just... You know, I loved them as a kid, but I've grown up, sadly. It's, it's not that great anymore. It's just the, oh, yeah, I played this. It's just the, I don't know, the comfort factor there. But I skip all those other Pokemons. But then last week I went to see friends and they bought the game so I could test it. And then they started talking about how great it is and how different it is. And it's, it's basically, imagine Zelda Breath of the Wild and Pokemon have a baby. That's a new Pokemon game. So it's a open world game. It's in 3D and you just run around everywhere and Pokemons are just there and you can run up to them. And if they're aggressive, they attack you and you have to dodge the attacks as your character. It's not like you run through the grass and then you get the music and then it's a combat. No, you can just basically see Pokemons everywhere. And then you can also crouch down and hide in the grass and then hit an unsuspecting Pokemon with a Pokeball. It's really it's, cool. It's like you're the random encounter now. Yeah. Yeah, it actually is. Cool. It's, it's really fun. And, and you also get a Pokemon mount and probably more cool stuff that I just haven't seen yet because I haven't played that much. But um, also it's you travel back in time and you are in a like on an island where Pokemons are relatively new or at least people don't know much about them. And you have to complete the Pokedex. But the Pokedex is actually a book. It's not digital. And you have to not just catch a Pokemon, but you have to watch it do a certain attack like five times, or you have to catch it while it it doesn't see you, or you have to feed it something. And you have to do those actions several times to gain points really. And only then have you finished the research for that Pokemon and it counts as a full entry. So it's just so much more than the previous games. Also there are quests now, there are so many side quests. It's really, really fun. I've heard nothing recommend. but good stuff about it. Yeah. Yeah, same. You might be convincing me to buy this, and that's not a good yeah. thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if they actually added new Pokemons as well. I have honestly no clue, and it's I a missed a couple of... What did Sorry. you say? Uh, I was going to say, I thought it was a combination of original gen and a few slightly later gens, but not all, yes. not even close to all of them. Yeah, I don't... Because it's just so that region, what, right? What I see from the Pokedex... It's not a lot of them, um, and there are first-gen Pokemons, and I've seen uh, later ones too, and I've seen some that I just have never seen before, but since I skipped so many Pokemon games, I, I don't know where they're from or what game they're from, but my favorite Pokemon is in there, so I'm happy. And it already is. your favorite Pokemon? Yeah. Psyduck. Oh. Ah, it's a Psyduck. Okay. It's, I love it. Psyduck. It always, yes, and it always has a headache, right? And as a kid, I just always had a headache, so I could... I could identify with Psyduck so much. So there's there's over 900 Pokemon. 
Um, and this game features 242, uh, according to yeah. this website that I just looked up. Nintendolife.com. And there were like 150 Jeez. in the original generations, right? 151, right? 151? Yeah, 151, I think yes. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know like six Pokemon. My yeah, favorite Pokemon is Squirtle. Squirtle Gang from the anime because they wear sunglasses. <laughs> I see. Yeah, Squirtles that wear sunglasses and they go around bullying other Pokemon. They were cool. I I just I just identify I identify with Snorlax. So I don't I don't play Pokemon. There we go. Um, but I, I've been watching some streams of this, and everybody that I, I've seen streaming it looks like they're having a, a blast. They they look like they're having a lot yeah. of fun. But I have a very serious question: Why okay. in the world is this game so ugly? Well, that is a really good question. Like it's it it does look like Breath of the Wild. No, but not play. as nice. It's like Breath of the Wild with ugly terrain and worse like draw distance. Like you can't see as far. The character models don't look as character driven. They they don't look as lifelike. I guess. Why is it character driven? Or they, 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 they the characters don't look as as good as they did in Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild's an old game now. I, it just kind yeah. of it kind of feels like a side game, which I think it is because it's not like a Probably mainline is, Pokemon yeah. game, and it feels like they gave them the side game budget, and it just yeah. the the Pokemon like Nintendo is very very good at getting the most out of their hardware, right? Like hardware doesn't really matter for Nintendo, but I feel like other studios when they go to make games for Nintendo hardware. Maybe they I, maybe they just don't have the same resources or something, or they, they don't have the same amount of time. I know there was some preview footage of this game that came out, like, I don't know, less than a year ago now. Um, maybe getting close to a year ago, where the frame rate for this thing was awful, and it looked even worse. And I, I kind of feel like... like th th This is just like my, my looking-in perspective. It feels like it's a side game that got a side game budget, because just the art direction... Like the art, the art direction for the characters looks fine. Um, I like I like the way the town looks from what I've seen. For me, it's mostly just it's the green environments, it's the grassy areas. Like it yeah, looks the, better the grass in Monster doesn't Hunter. really look it great. Looks, it looks That's better true. in Monster Hunter. It looks better in Breath of the Wild. It looks better in basically any Nintendo first party game instead of like. Oh, but this Monster Hunter is beautiful, but, right? Yeah, I, I can't don't know. really compare just, it with that. Yeah, I, I don't know why. There's just something about that's it. That's a good but, question. Yeah. Like, you know, graph graphics don't make games, right? Like, you can have an, an ugly as hell game, and it, it, it plays great. And from what I can tell, this game plays great, and everybody seems to be loving it, so it must be great. Mm -hmm. I just wish that they were... <laughs> <sighs> if I yeah, had I mean, to guess, yeah, yeah. It, it's probably because it's such a jump from the norm for them that maybe it's a, it's a test to see how, how well this is going to be received before they... Because graphics are not easy, especially if we're like talking Breath of the Wild. Maybe they just didn't even try. You know, because if they knew it was going to get a Breath of the Wild comparison, this is me just spitballing. Um, why try to meet that when they could focus efforts elsewhere and see if the game were to succeed? Like Genshin Impact on phones looks better. I'm just spitballing. <laughs> I'm devil's I honestly, advocating. <laughs> I honestly can can almost like I, I'm I'm probably kind of sure that this was a. I think it's probably a combination of what you both said. It's a side game with a side budget, 
probably the B team working on it rather than the A team. Plus it also being a test to see if this format of Pokemon games like has an audience and finds an audience. And uh, going by sales figures, going very much numbers. so. <laughs> going yeah, by the but... amount of people in my chat that have been talking about it over the past two weeks. <laughs> it's really good if it audience, received it an overhaul. Yeah. It, it just might receive like a graphics overhaul in an, in an update. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be surprised if they did something like that, but you know. I kind of wouldn't. <laughs> I hope they make more Pokemon games like this one. I'd like them to make a sequel to this one. Mm-hmm. And see what that looks like. Because yeah. if the Pokemon company and Game Freaks has any kind of consistent track record, it's reusing stuff. And I look at that and I go, all right, if if the sequel looks like this, I, I don't understand how people won't be upset. Mm. But as a standalone game... It, I don't. I don't think that throwing uh, it looks ugly at it, especially considering how un- underpowered the switch is. I don't think that that's necessarily a fair argument to like condemn it or anything. So I'm not doing that. I just. I just want to know why. <laughs> like why? Why couldn't you have just? Yeah, like... basically, uh, it'd be nice if it looked better. Type yeah. deal. I think. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can see in my mind like a conversation being had by people developing the game. That's like. Let's do something Breath of the Wildy, but we can't quite replicate that with our budget. So let's um, take the story element and the adventure element and just scrap graphics. <laughs> I could see Maybe it. Maybe they also f- focus more on gameplay. Yeah, yeah, gameplay and gameplay that you know style and quest and that sort of stuff. You know the questing and make that like the actual interaction more fun, like the actual gameplay potentially. Jess, did you did you have anything you you wanted to talk about? I know that um, Expeditions Rome already got a lot of uh, uh, coverage by F- FG, and I think you weighed in on that a little bit. But um, is there anything you wanted to bring up? I'm still playing the same stuff. <laughs> it's all mine. I'm playing. I'm playing all the same stuff. I finally made it back around to Strange Horticulture because I'm trying to finish that before Tuesday when CK three drops. And I didn't, but I'm I'm really enjoying that. Question. It, yes. Do we have a release time for the DLC? I don't. Probably normal Steam time, isn't it? Which means it's after. I didn't think about it because normally Paradox drops things at like eleven my time. Which is like perfect. Yeah. I can look. And. Yeah, that's normal Steam time. So, no, that that was just a that, that was listeners. That was just a scheduling question for me because that means <laughs> I have something else to play on Tuesday. <laughs> I fully expect that this game is going to like envelop everything for a couple weeks. So I'm trying to get all my other games mm. out of the way before Tuesday, and that's not working out because I streamed very little this week. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, they don't have a time we'll on get the Steam there. page. I just looked. Yeah. So I, I, I have been playing a lot of Vampire Survivors, though, and the more that I've played Blind, even less I agree with you. That's okay. <laughs> it's so funny. I was on the last podcast episode, but I listened to it afterwards, and there was this, this whole discussion about Vampire Survivors, how Blind doesn't really like it, and, and Jess <laughs> likes it. It was, it was great to listen to. Terribly made video game. I haven't played it myself, and I also haven't watched it because there's just too much stuff moving around. 
You know what runs in chromium? What? It does? Yeah. Oh, it runs in chromium. Oh. As in like the 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 back end that powers Discord and Chrome web browsers. Just thought I'd throw that out okay. there. Anyway, which means it's it's not gonna scale very well. <laughs> And they Ooh. might need to swap engines. But anyway. I also went and tried Magic Survivors because I brought that up. And for a couple days, it wouldn't load. So I guess they pushed an update. And now I'm able to play it. So it's a, it's a mobile game, which I find very infuriating because I have learned <laughs> I'm awful at touchscreen joysticking. Just completely awful at it. I just keep steering in all the wrong directions. Does it <laughs> but have it's, Bluetooth controller support? I have no idea. It's a free game, but the thing that is driving me insane and driving me away from it is that an ad plays whenever, well, not always, but like you'll finish a run and then an app will play. And I have the game muted, and then the ad's like, bah! <laughs> mm. And I'm like in bed, still uh, yeah. sleeping, and I'm like, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. That so, is the, the fastest way to make me pay for a $1 app. It's <laughs> just like throw ads at me like three times. I'll be like, Tara, I have $2. Go away. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll probably... I know I know you just talked about it. Um, but I will probably play Strange Water Culture. That's like on my, on my to-do list from Monday and Tuesday. I hope I can knock it out in that time because it is relatively short I had. <laughs> So hopefully I can get that knocked out then. It's but I'm taking not sure. me a while, but I will have to say that I go on so many random tangents that, <laughs> like, a judgment for me with how long a game takes is like not accurate. <laughs> Same. <laughs> My community told me that it's about eleven-ish hours. Okay. Right now I have. I'm taking two. <laughs> I have thirteen, and I'm not near the end, so that checks out. <laughs> oh. Oof. I've got a bit of a five. <laughs> All right, I'll 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 try my best well, then. <laughs> that That's on my maybe list for like a sale in like six months. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll, just, I'll, I'll just wait for it to be cheap, grab it. And I really enjoyed the demo, I have to say. like I played the demo during the one of the Steam Next Fest and I really enjoyed it. I, I was watching some yeah, footage fun. of Straight Torticulture and it reminds me of like the, I finally realized what the character art reminds me of. It reminds me of Tintin ah. in a good way. So, a bit, yeah, I get, yeah. a bit. But I don't know. That's something I, I play. I am um, like on the fence with strange horticulture. Like I like the story. I think you're ready to change subjects, but I I do have some complaints about the game, which are mostly UI things. Like it's just some things about it are so clumsy that it just drives me crazy when I'm playing. And like what? So like you, you have the plant shelf, and then you have your desk yeah. space. And what just endlessly drives me bonkers is I so wish that they had taken the time to make the shelf and the desk independent. So like if you oh, yeah, zoom in on the shelf, the desk stays put because as soon as you enter zoom mode, the whole screen starts to enter um, um, mouse uh, scroll mode, side scroll. Yeah. And I've noticed that too, you're right. It just drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> And so I just, just something as simple as that, like just making them two separate elements and also being able to write in the book because there yes. have been, like they, they do have a journal of sorts, like on big characters to keep track of them. 
but like they keep track of some dialogue not all dialogue and not everything is recorded as like things you're discovering about plants and just small bits and pieces to this mystery that you're unraveling and so i found myself being like i so wish i could write in the book like the the guide they give you i said that a couple of times as well on stream yeah because you know what was driving me crazy and probably chat yesterday was like okay i just read about a plant. I just figured out what plant I want. Now I have 40 plants in my book. Which one was it, chat? <laughs> mm -hmm. Which plant was I just talking about? And it add, it just kept adding to it, like trying to resolve the same problem I'd already solved because I just forgot. <laughs> I get that, yeah. I suspect I will have the same issue. Yeah, maybe have your own notepad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like a very good idea. Now, I have a question. Um, because it isn't like a desk management and kind of uh, like office simulator, because like I know that the last time we talked about this game, um, comparisons to Papers, Please came up. Is this, is that an intentional thing by the game? Or do you think that that's like something they missed in the UX design? Which part in particular? Like for... Um, just the, the UI kind of being intentionally clunky in that matter where you might want to have your own notepad. Yeah, I haven't decided. <laughs> okay. I haven't decided if it's intentional. And I don't think it is. Because Papers, Please has a lot of elements to it that are clunky to the point where you want to screenshot your screen to, like, memorize things um, and take notes. Uh, and, and I think that that's, like, to the game's strength to a degree. So I'm, I'm, I guess I, I need to play it for myself. <laughs> yeah, but there, there are just but... some like small things that it's clunky. Like for instance, too, you can have like all things out on your desk, but you can't easily cycle through layers. So if you have like your like one device underneath a book, underneath a map, you have to put the map away to move the book, to pull the thing out, put it to the side, mm. pull the map back out, then pull the thing back out and like restructure things, but you can't just like easily cycle things to the top of the desk. Gotcha. And like, if that's intentional, that's just bad design in my opinion. Yeah, cause like papers please, you could have like 11 things on your desk and just click the bottom one, it would pop to the top. Yep, you can't you Just click that. it once and it just pops up there. Like Unless can... it's slightly like, poking through, good. you can do that, but. Okay, hmm, interesting. That does sound a bit annoying. FG, uh, is there any other games you'd like to talk about? Yes, I have two. I'm going to make this one very short. I'll talk more about it once I've played more of it. Probably next episode, I would assume. Um, Dying Light 2 came out today. Um, so far, I have to say I'm not impressed. I we played, I think I played like three hours earlier today. Um, so far, let me check real quick. It, in my opinion, looks worse like at least on my hardware because uh, i do not have i don't have an rtx card i don't have like you know ray tracing on and that sort of stuff um i saw the videos and it looked really good on my hardware even with everything turned up i feel it looks worse than the first one what what setup are you running just for people who don't uh, know 1080 like ti uh i7 8700k uh 32 gigs of ram damn on an ssd um, maybe that's because I haven't really made it that far into the city yet because uh, you, you start outside of the city. Um, had some stutters, 
and this was this was with day pa day one patch in as well um because they did say there would be a patch on day one um i had some stuttering um don't know yet people have reported that there's a frame rate drop once you get to the city part so far that hasn't happened yet to me um the ui is is for me absolutely atrocious <laughs> it does that thing um that sort of the modern rpgs like the the open world you know first person rpgs that love to do is when they make it more immersive by hiding the ui and by hiding like quest markers and all that sort of stuff i hate that and i hate it i absolutely hate it it's like no i want to play a game tell me where i need to go tell me you know i will explore enough of this entire area i will i will explore every nook and cranny but please still tell me where my quest person is because I'm going to get annoyed if I have to look for whoever I have to turn this quest in for 10 minutes. I, I'd rather explore in the, you know, on my own terms and not be forced to look for a person for 10 minutes. Um, so yeah, so far I'm not super impressed. Also, um, the movement is like 10 times floatier than in the first one. The movement felt really solid, but in this one you feel like you're kind of floating over the ground. Which I have heard is that they said they, they, they made it so because people were complaining about motion sickness or simulation sickness with the first one so much. And this supposedly helps. It feels worse to me. Like every bit of the movement feels worse to me. You, you wobble around a lot. Like there's, there's like head bobbing and then your, your hands do the thing um, where when you're running... And you you have like you know your your hands directly in front of your face when you're running like that person the person that's running around is like swinging their arms like in a hundred hundred and eighty degrees like fashion and you just have them flopping around everywhere it's I don't know so far I'm not impressed I am not impressed I kind I did notice yeah. that like when I poked into somebody's stream to watch that it the hands were weird yeah they 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 are like they like they remind me. Uh, every time I have to think about it, it's like, um, oh god, what was it called? Um, I don't know, like of a, of a sketch where somebody is doing like exaggerated running, like you know, like like a slapstick uh, sketch. That's what it reminds me of, and every time I see it, it just looks like that. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, I'll report more once I've played more. As I said, I've only played three hours, which basically gets you through the tutorial. Um, because there are story bits and exposition and all that sort of stuff that happens. Um, I'll talk more about it next time. Uh, I'm on here, because then by then I should be further into the story and the game and all that sort of stuff. Are you planning to stream it? No, no. I did I did get the key for free, um, because I did a sponsored segment for um, Dying Light 2, but that was not gameplay. That was just like watching stuff about the game before the game came out. It was a co-stream. Um, they gave us a key as a courtesy as well, so I did get the key for free, but I'm not going to stream it. Um, I was just wondering. Because the entire directory is full of people streaming it. There's like thousands, tens of thousands of people streaming it. Mm -hmm. Nope. I'm looking at a stream now, and it's very... Um, yeah, I can agree with the motion thing. Yeah, I didn't, it's, it's, I didn't have issues watching Dying Light 1, but this one makes me feel wobbly yeah it's no, really it's no, really wobbly it it like does, the character it, wobbles around a lot like it, oh it does the kind of tarkov head bob thing where like yes, every time you turn it like 
eh, and eh. Yeah, but that that is not the worst thing. It feels like you're not walking on the ground. Like you you feel like you're walking you're on something on top of the ground. Yeah, it feels super floaty. I mean, here's here's the reality, right? Uh, the character that you're playing is a Twitch streamer, and like all Twitch streamers, they had their legs cut off, so they're using a portable hovercraft <laughs> device. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So far, great explanation. A, yeah, that's a great. That's that's no a streamers good one, have yeah. legs. Come on, don't be silly. Yeah, correct. Of course not. This. So yeah, so far, so far, not impressed. And um, this is this is coming from somebody who has played the first one through three times. So yeah, I don't know. We'll you're see. Maybe maybe it's it gets better. Um, so, FG, you yeah, do have a little note one, here yes. that says Tarkov. Yes. So what do you want yes. to tell us about Tarkov? I didn't mean to talk about Dying Light for that much, but apparently <laughs> I had to ramble, so I, I apologize. Yeah, short, um, short for us means, you know, just short Three hints. lines. <laughs> like, I'm going to do a yeah. short thing on Trials 2 in a minute here. And, <laughs> yeah, sorry, no. sorry. No, um, so, Escape from Tarkov. Um, I bought the game a couple of years ago when it blew up at the start of the pandemic. Um, basically, uh, where everybody was like stuck at home and there were like Twitch drops and it went, it went mental on Twitch, but I never really played. But with this wipe, um, I kind of played and there were some people in my community that played and we kind of, uh, got into it, um, with them together and whatnot. And then I made that promise in December that I would do a 12 hour stream of Tarkov, uh, if we hit 5,000 subs, we did. <laughs> so I streamed Tarkov for... Uh, 12, uh, 12 hours last week. And um, as somebody, as a, pro as a person that have proclaimed themselves to not like PvP games, I, I like this game way too much. <laughs> and I think it is uh, because I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the kind of player that goes in and says, all right, I'm going to shoot all the other players and kill and win and get out. For me, it's more like it is a post-apocalyptic setting, which I like, and I have to loot and fight for my survival and get, get stuff and get out. I mean... And for some... And then there's this PvP, like, tacked on. Tarkov isn't about, like, PvP. It's it's not directly a PvP game. It's no, a, no, it's not. It's, it's a PvE, PvP, looting survival thing. Simulator, milita military thing. sim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of things. Well, that sounds it nice, has a though. lot of... I love the concept of Tarkov. It and is. I, I bought it quite a bit before you did. I, I, yeah. I paid for Tarkov. I, I could look at my receipt, but I want to say 2018 because I was still playing a lot of RimWorld at the time. Mm. And I came to terms pretty quickly that I do not see well enough to play Tarkov. I cannot recognize enemies. I cannot... Yeah. Like, the... the Tarkov has it has a lot of drugs in that game. Like uh, you'll give yourself morphine if you get shot. Um, there, there's various pills and stuff you can take as well to like calm your character down and things that change the visuals in the game, which yeah, makes yeah. seeing impossible. Uh, it they hyper sharpen stuff, and I, I love those effects. I think that that game's really cool, and the stuff that they're doing is amazing. And it's also the best example of what you can do with Unity because that game runs in Unity apparently. Um, but and it's like some of those levels are like bloody impressive. By all yeah. standards, like it, it is like a benchmark for like scale in first person games, but I, it is not playable for me, unfortunately. Yeah, I wish yeah, I, I, I kind of have the same issue because I am also still struggling with my eyes, trying to adjust to new reality, and that they're, they're still on the path to getting better. Um, 
So I, I struggle with that as well, um, for sure. But um, the ideas behind it are really cool. The ideas behind it are really cool. I've kind of accepted that I'll never be good at it. And I'll just play it on my own terms. And playing it with friends has actually been, or with like, I've been playing it with community members and with friends. It's just been really fun playing together. Not even like playing together as a group and like, you know, hunting every player down or something like that. Just playing as this little ratty group of scavengers trying to survive and get across the map and get some loot. It's good know, evening it's of ratting. Been... Yeah. Get yeah, out there and exactly. kill some no, it's scavs. Been... It's been really fun. Though I would like also to report after about, oh God, probably 35 hours of playtime this wipe. I did kill my first PvP uh, PMC one on one today, so uh, yay! I'm getting better at it. <laughs> GG. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I totally thought this game was primarily PvP, <laughs> so I just I, never, um... I never cared about it because everyone I watched, but like all the big streamers who play it are so PvP focused that I was like, oh man, this is just another battle royale sim. I didn't even give it the time of day, but. Now I'm actually looking at it, and this sounds really fun. When when you kill people in Tarkov, you can get their uh, their dog tags too, and you can see their their PMC name on it. So you can actually see who you yeah. killed if you got their dog tags. Um, yeah. One of That's like cool. the dozen people I've killed is Grimms. Nice. He was running That's at me awesome. with a hatchet, yeah. and I had a shotgun. I just turned around, and went bang. I was playing a scab and picked it up, and then ran to the exit. And was, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know who cool. I killed. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Tarkov's weird. It, Tar Tarkov is everything I hate about multiplayer shooters, but also one of the coolest Every games out there. Yeah, but it's really cool. Um, it's a neat thing. I I will I will probably ever be good at it, that's for sure. But it's been fun. And, I mean, yeah, I you know, your, your goal is to get loot and to get money and to build out your hideout, which is kind of that, that survival sim aspect. I mean, you have to eat and drink in, in the game. Like, when you get shot in the stomach, and your stomach is blackened out, you have to do surgery in the stomach, then heal it up, and then you better drink and eat because your stomach is probably empty and you probably don't have any hydration and energy left because your stomach is gone. So it's it's really it's really involved and, and interesting. Um, I really hope... Or rather, let's say it this way. I wish there once 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 the everything is like out all the maps are out and whatnot but there's maybe also a branch of it that's a bit more pve focused they're never gonna do um, that i doubt <laughs> I'll it tell you that right now they're never gonna yeah, do that you, you should listen to the 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 uh I, I don't actually know his name the 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 design the lead designer of that game i know i know uh, they're never but gonna do I, that. Wish, <laughs> I wish i wish i wish that for people you know who don't like the pvp Stuff. Play a different game. But go play Stalker but, yeah, Anomaly. Bas basically, you want to play a different game. Um, I mean, to be fair, if you want, if if you want, basically a Tarkov, but PVE only, you want to play Chernobylite. Stalker Anomaly. It's free. Well, yeah, but it's all three you know, Stalker maps in like uh, open world sandbox with no storyline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chernobylite, you have the same thing. You go out, do missions to get loot back to your hideout to build it up, but, but it's PVE only. Anyway, we, we, we've done some talking about games that we'll never be good at, so I'm just going to quickly ramble yes. about a game that came out in 2008 <laughs> that I'm never going to be good at. Um, I'm a huge fan of Trials, the, 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 the motorbike games. I don't know. Have any of you played Trials? No. No. Okay, so... I watched uh, Man vs. Gameplay, yes. probably a bajillion hours of it. <laughs> so. Man vs. Games trial streams are legendary, but... 
Um, Trials is a, uh, a made by a small team out of Finland called Red Links, uh, and Trials is it's 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 a two D platformer um, where you play as a, a guy on a dirt bike. And there, there, there's Trials, Trials 2, second edition. Um, and the first one was a web-based game. It was like a Flash game originally. And then eventually they, they put it out onto Xbox, same with Trials 2, um, as Trials HD and Trials 2. Um, then they got bought by uh, Ubisoft, and they are now a Ubisoft studio. And they've been making Trials games under the Ubisoft banner forever since then. So they've put out uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon, Trials Evolution. Uh, there was Trials R Rivals, which came out recently, which wasn't very good. And they very slowly over time have just like dumbed down the games. There's they still have the hard levels, but it's much more big show pieces and just like driving these motorcycles through these uh, big open areas. And the most recent one, Trials Rivals, uh, actually has loot boxes in it uh, as your main format of progression and some of the most obnoxious multiplayer integrations that I've ever seen in a video game and some of the worst UI design I've ever seen in a video game. And I just got and I was playing Trials Rivals the other night because it's one of the few Ubisoft franchises that I play, and I was just mad at it because of all of the stuff that they've jammed in there. So I went and spent $10 on Trials 2, which hasn't been on sale in its entire lifetime on Steam, as according to SteamDB. So I just went and bought it. It was $10. Um, Trials 2 is still a very good game. Like, it's as far as Trials goes, like the wider franchise, it is so simple compared to those later games. It's not like the huge set. Like, you're not riding motorcycles on airplanes, falling into battlefields, and then jumping over tanks. Like, you're not doing anything crazy like that. It's all in, takes place mostly in a warehouse. There is, there is some other environment variation, but it's mostly in a warehouse. And it's just a, a fantastic physics platformer because it, the, the, the way those games work is, like, you lean forwards and backwards on your motorcycle, and it makes you tip forwards or tip backwards, do a wheelie or flip forwards. And it's all done on, like, the arrow keys. It's played. You can play it with one hand or you can play it with a controller. Uh, very simple games. And there, there, is some, there is some beauty to Trials 2 that the later games just completely lose. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to, like, convince anybody to go back and look at Trials 2 anytime soon, but, like, I, I think it's just a perfect example about how over-monetizing a franchise ruins it. So, that's all I wanted to say. Trials 2 is still very good. Also, that soundtrack is metal as all hell. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. There, there's so few reviews on this. For such an old game. It's 2000. Well, I mean, it, it's 2008, and it, it was most of its success came from the web-based version, which I played on mini clip <laughs> um, in like 2008, um, and uh, the Xbox Live version. It was a Xbox. It was an Xbox Live Arcade massive runaway success. Never really took off on uh, PC, but that's until the later games. Evolution did very well on PC, but Trials 2, so much fun. And it's got, like, if you have issues with, like, 3D motion sickness stuff, it has, like, a flat 2D camera perspective. It's still 3D models, but you can play it with, like, there's, like, 25 different camera angles in that game that you can have, including first person if you're a crazy person. But That's neat. That's pretty that, cool, that though. Sound, that sounds insane. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a little 2D motorbike game. Been having a ton of fun with that. That's my bit. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to touch on? Actually, yes. Because I just, I just remembered a game that I, I've been playing recently. It's called The Veil, and it's so unique. So you play a blind play princess. This. I need to play this. Go on. It's so, do you know it? I, I'm, I've, I've, I saw it on Twitter like a year before it came out and added it yeah. to my wish list on Steam and then forgot about it and then noticed it was out during the most recent Steam please, sale. Please play it and tell me how easy it, for, it is for you because you play as a blind princess and basically there are no visuals to the game. So you have a black background and then like... 
I don't know, blue sparkle flying around, but you don't need this. It's just atmospheric, whatever. So yeah. I actually got out a blindfold. Uh, you can play with a controller. So I, I lean back my chair, put on the blindfold, headphones, take the controller, and everything's narrated. So even if you go to the game menu, it says game menu, options, controller settings, and so on. Well, or then it says press down to access whatever, uh, your inventory, your backpack. And it's a fantasy RPG, I'd say. So you, you run around in this world and obviously you don't see anything, but you have to follow like the sounds of water because you're out in the forest and you have to get some water. And then you, you hear that river and you have to face your character in the way and then walk there. And then you've got another person with you and, and there's combat. Where you have a shield and a sword, and you have to, you know, press the right buttons and and also hold that shield in the right direction, depending from where the attack is coming. And then you can hear different sounds for this is a heavy attack, this is a like multiple hits in a quick succession, or it's coming from the left, or I don't know what. And then you go to a town, for example, and you're bombarded with all these sounds, like you've got music, and that means that the tavern is over there. You hear metal clonking and that is probably the blacksmith and then you've got a beggar over there and i don't know a church bell and it's just for me it's really cool it's very unique it's super fun but it's also so difficult because sometimes i just don't know where the sounds are coming from because i only have stereo headphones and then i have trouble finding where the sounds are coming from it's really funny actually um but yeah it's super super cool interesting amazing yeah, I, I, uh, like I said, I, I saw a, I saw a couple tweets about it, and then like I added it to my wish list with like the other seven hundred games on my wish list, and then forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to say it won something at the Game Awards, which reminded me that it existed again. I was like, oh, did that come out? And then I never looked. <laughs> and then, um, it or it got, nom- it got yes. nominated for something. I don't think it won I, anything. I know it got actually nominated. Actually, no idea. Um, for me, oh, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, and I, I, I'm just gonna chuck that on my to-do list for this week, and I'll play some of it. Talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really intriguing. It was nominated for, for innovation in accessibility. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, FG. That, for me, that sounds like a perfect game for a Switch because you don't have to sit at your computer. You need stereo headphones, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need headphones for it. That's the problem. Mm. But like. Because you don't need to look at the screen, right? So Yeah, not at all. Like, I was going to say it seems like the perfect game for VR. I was going to yeah, say it too. sounds like yeah. VR light. <laughs> because like yeah. you, you put you, you yeah. can put yourself in night and you see the sparkles or whatever, uh, like the little cuz they have like clouds and things that like warp around on the screen. Um but yeah, that that would just be like an isolation chamber situation. Yeah. yeah. But No, absolutely, yeah. Play that in virtual desktop. I don't I don't have a VR headset, but Yeah, no that that was super impressive. Anything else we want to touch on before we move to news? Um, um, I, I have a guilty pleasure game I can talk about. Sort of guilty pleasure. Sure. Um, uh, I bought a game that nobody's, that, that most people are probably going to put down in about a week or so. Uh, I bought... Uh, Vampire Rainbow Survivors. Six... No. Uh, <laughs> oh, Rainbow, okay. I bought, I bought uh, Rainbow uh, Six Extraction, actually. And I got Lex to buy it, too. And we've played together. For a little bit, and we've played with the third person. TLDR, basically, there's suddenly this weird, creepy alien fungus that pops up on 
on Earth with like aliens and you have to clear maps and complete objectives on the map. So it's purely PvE, but it uses all the characters from Six Siege. So a lot of the operators and that sort of stuff and a lot of their abilities, like, you know, like the spy cams that you have and the little drones and how you can like reinforce walls and shoot through walls and that sort of stuff. And um, it, it's hard by doing it alone, but it's doable because you can progress slowly. It's it's difficult to do actually as two people, I've noticed because they up the amount of enemies. Um, but you, you don't have enough people to cover all the angles. So you can need three people. It's best played with three people. Like you can only do one to two, one, one to three players. Um, but it's been fun for like a, you know, I will just shoot uh, uh, aliens type thing. It's actually harder than um, one would assume for a purely PvE game. Can I just say that sometimes I wish our time zones were closer together so we could play these sorts of things together? <laughs> oh, did you buy it too? No, but I, I do like playing these things, but then I just mm. never have anyone to play with. And <laughs> That's all like, co-op I mean, games for me. And then yeah, when it, like, whenever I, I want to get into yeah. any kind of co-op thing, it's just like everybody's already finished it. And it's like, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we have time on the weekends, theoretically. Weekends? What are those? <laughs> this is well, my weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's because you choose to have Fridays off. <laughs> off, quote unquote. <laughs> Offline-ish. Yeah, ish, exactly. Yeah. But, um... But, but, yeah, you should just hit us up, Jess. There we go. I, I, I think that uh, we should jump into a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about news, if that works for everybody. Sounds good. Sounds good. So we have lots we, to talk about. We will be right back after a few short messages. And yeah, there's a lot of things in the news. It's going to be a big one. All right. We'll be back in a couple. Hello, I am Sui. I am a part-time streamer on Twitch, part of the lovely health and frequency, and I am also a full-time student. I stream primarily wholesome kind of indie games with, you know, slice of life, RPG, all that good stuff. And you can follow me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sui, S-U-W-E-Y. All right, everybody, welcome back to uh, this year episode of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast, featuring myself, Blind IRL, 2D Curie, FG Squared, and Wad Jess. Uh, and we continue on with another episode of everybody's favorite show, The Great Acquisitions. So who's buying <laughs> who this week? <laughs> um, well, it feels like it, huh? Yeah, and we're going to get more of them. Like, before I even yeah. talk about this, like, uh, Jeff Knightley's been out there stating, like, right after this one that just happened, this isn't the last one, there's more coming. Uh, so I think I would like to take this opportunity to announce to everybody that Halcyon Frequency has been purchased by Google, uh, which has been purchased <laughs> by Tencent, which has been purchased by Microsoft. So we're we're all part of this now. Microsoft now, yeah. Fake yeah. news. Anyway, um, Sony bought Bungie. Absolute mental. Like, how did that happen? The strange thing is, is why are they buying, you know, is a, this little indie studio that, like, makes games for the Mac? You know, like, they, they made Marathon. They made myth. 
They made that top-down strategy game called Halo, I think, that was announced, and I... Did that come out? Yeah, one or two or ten different versions of that. Really? That's what I've heard. <laughs> I, I yeah, thought that got canceled. Yeah, I think so. You know that was originally a game for the Mac? It was originally an RTS? True story. Anyway, um, all that aside, uh, they don't own Halo anymore. That's Microsoft's stuff. But um, Sony uh, purchased Bungie makers of Destiny and pioneers in the console FPS space and now currently pioneers in the live game space. Um, this is weird, but also kind of good news for fans of Bungie from what I can tell because Sony has pretty blatantly stated that they're going to let them operate independently uh, and continue to self-publish their games on all platforms. Um, or game, I guess, uh, at this point. Yeah. Be, Maybe but, games now that they actually have like a backing again. It, it, could, it could become games, but um, yeah. Sony's made it pretty clear that the reason they've purchased Bungie isn't to make them make single-player games, which is what so Sony is known for. Sony is known for throwing a whole ton of money and making a God of War. They're, they make a, a Horizon Zero Dawn. They, they, they throw a whole bunch of money into a big, marquee, single-player, expensive game that sells well, right? What Sony doesn't have a lot of skill in when, and what they don't have a lot of expertise in is ongoing live games. So they've made it pretty clear that the reason they're purchasing Bungie um, and with the intent to keep talent around, which I'll touch on in a second, um, is for their live game space. Um, I don't know. Does anybody here want to say anything about Bungie at all? I, I was just uh, actually the, the point that you were alluding to. I would just touch upon um, how they're very, 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 very on top of keeping talent around pretty much giving everybody a bonus. With the with this acquisition, yeah. Um, Reporting from like Skillup, uh, I'm just gonna kind of read this quote verbatim from Skillup's Twitter. Uh, Sony are so keen mm. to uh, lock in Bungie's talent that they are giving an average of one million dollars uh, per staff member in long-term retention incentives. That is so crazy. It's like I mean, it's obviously top-heavy, right? You know, yeah. it's not like uh, you know. A little Joe Schmo that's responsible for, I don't know, net codes, whatever, um, is getting a million dollars. But even, you know, everybody is everybody that stays is getting a bonus. And that's pretty interesting. It's that's interesting also and, and good, I think. I imagine it's, it's probably when they say long term incentives, what they mean is that like if you stay every year that you stay, you're going to get like 200 grand. Add it on to your salary, and like your two, you'll get another two hundred. Your three, you'll get another two hundred. Your four, you'll get another two hundred. And then Still, your five, probably, you're gonna yeah, get yeah. your last two hundred and so, maybe some stuff. So it's not in one go, you think? Yeah, because I know Amazon. Yeah. Not, no. Amazon does this sort of stuff, and um, like some other okay. companies tend to have long-term incentive bonuses like that, where they just pay wow. pay out on top of a salary, like some a big bonus over multiple years. Sounds like a great deal to me, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? You know? <laughs> hey, Twitch, you want to give a... Um, but yeah, I... You know what? Talking I'm about that, they're trying. Uh, though, I mean, you know, there was Different... that leaked blog post. Different that topic. <laughs> doesn't exist anymore, but never mind. You know? Yeah. Well, they're, they're trying for people, just not people as famous as us. Just people more famous than us. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that this is this is really interesting because like Bungie is a studio with a very weird past. Like I, I was kind of joking about that earlier, but like they, they started off as a Mac developer making strategy games. Um, 
I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Myth or Marathon, but like they they made strategy games on the Mac, uh, and then were acquired uh, by Microsoft, and Microsoft asked them to make their strategy game Halo, which was originally announced by Steve Jobs um, for the Mac, <laughs> um, <laughs> for this new project that they were making called the Xbox. And they uh, they made quite a few of those for the Xbox. They were very successful. And then uh, Bungie retained or went in independent again. They bought their independency back of, from Microsoft and lost Halo in the process because Microsoft was forming 343 Productions or 343 Industries, I think is the name of the studio, which has gone on to make Halo mm. 5 and 6 and now Infinite. Um, and uh, so, so they were forming that. And so a lot of people from Bungie who wanted to continue working on Halo left Bungie at that point and joined 343. Uh, Bungie then went off and uh, started creating Project Destiny, which became Destiny. Uh, they got an Activision publishing deal. And the weird thing about the Activision publishing deal, because there was a couple of lawsuits that came out around Activision um, uh, a number of years after this, that displayed uh, the the actual details of that publishing deal, um, where Bungie needed to make certain dates uh, for their updates and uh, for the release schedule of Destiny 1. And if they missed those dates, Activision would acquire parts of the studio as payment. Um, so Activision was slowly taking over control of Bungie while they kept missing their due dates on this, which is actually kind of, kind of freaky. Um, anyway, Bungie got out of that deal and then made Destiny free-to-play, and they've been uh, completely independent without a publisher self-publishing for the last, I think, three years now. Um, so this, to me, like, I don't play Destiny. I have no interest in Destiny. Um, Same. But everybody that I know who plays Destiny is either, like, neutral to ecstatic about this um, because it means that, ideally, morale would go up because everybody's getting bonuses, and they get to remain an independent actor just under the Sony umbrella, which is kind of cool. It but does sound pretty good for them. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a good opportunity for everybody. But did, do, do, do we want to talk about worms? <laughs> that was something. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, so, uh, we should disclose our relationships with Team 17 before we go into this topic, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, huh. So before NFTs were a thing, Housing well, Frequency has actually worked closely together with Team 17, uh, especially for the 25th uh, Worms anniversary la the year before. Mm, I, the year before? Two years ago. Almost two years ago now, we we did yeah, a eight so. hour long yeah, marathon Yeah, twenty twenty, right? That was yeah, that long ago. Yeah. Almost two years ago. Oh my. Yeah. 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 We, we we did a a sponsored event where we ran their twenty uh, fifth anniversary streams for Worms, uh, and it was it was great fun. It was a good event. Like they they were great. Um, but they announced and did they walk these back? I, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah they, after they, severe backlash. They they announced and then almost immediately walked back MetaWorms NFTs. I'll be completely honest. I saw this one pop up and just kind of looked at it, rolled my eyes, 
and closed the article. <laughs> that was like the extent of the um, acknowledgement yeah. of this story I did. Um, then I saw yeah. other developers, specifically the devs of Going Under, uh, threw up a very colorful message uh, <laughs> condemning uh, Team they were 17. Not amused, yeah. um, and I just want to echo something that I've seen from them among other developers that have been published and worked with Team 17. Don't go after any of the community managers. Don't yell at anybody. Don't be mean to anybody because all of this stuff comes from the top and basically everybody else doesn't like it um, whenever this stuff happens. It's just kind of more bandwagoning on easy money. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's all it really is. As far as I know, uh, like as what, what I've heard from people reporting... Um, this entire project kind of got announced, but there were like no details. Every everything was like super in shambles on the Discord. Like they were like, "Yeah, we'll have a roadmap for you soon, TM, about how this all is going to work and that sort of stuff." Like it seemed like a very n not well thought out um, decision and announcement. You know, more, 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 maybe almost like I want to say maybe it was a way of testing the waters. Like they didn't put much thought in it. They were just like, but what about F and NFTs? Let's try to see what people think. And then it was like 36 hours later. Oh, people are not happy. Let's just let's just not bother. So a stunt. Yeah, yeah, almost mm. even it. I mean, it's which I guess is better than you know, people running off with the NFT money, <laughs> like that uh, that Minecraft thing that you were talking about. Yeah, I, I can uh, mention that. Uh, there yeah. was a unofficial Minecraft NFT project called Blockverse, where you would get a randomly generated Minecraft character. Because, like, you know, if you've, if you've ever made a Minecraft character, there's a billion combinations that you can make, right? Um, they sold 10,000 unique NFTs uh, that were associated with specific Minecraft character models for a server and to anybody who's ever tried to run a server for minecraft before uses a lot of memory right imagine trying to run one for ten thousand people especially ten thousand people that just spent like thousands of dollars on these individual characters anyway uh when they launched the actual server itself the thing crashed and refused to come back online um and then after three days of this they shut the whole thing down and vanished with over a million dollars in ethereum um not to mention that this is a unofficial thing, not affiliated with Microsoft or Minecraft at all. Blockverse uh, basically just went dark. And after a couple of days, people did some did some digging, and they found the, the the founders of this thing, and they basically turned around and said, "Hey, no, like we are, we're definitely going to bring it back. We're working on like finding some uh, uh, professionals who've worked in this space who know what they're doing." Um, and long story short, uh, nothing's come back. Um, they've more or less. Ran, ran off with the money. I mean, if in, in a lot of cases with this stuff, it's either it sells really well and not a lot happens or it doesn't and not a lot happens. And I, I think the issue is, is you have a lot of people, the people that are participating in this aren't necessarily people who play games. The people who, who are participating in this are people who have a lot of money to burn and think that yeah. this is a good investment. And in some instances it might be, but some people made money on Beanie Babies. Everybody else just ended up with a lot of Beanie Babies. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, NFTs are just the Beanie Babies of the 2020s, and that's just how... That, that's, that's, that's a very, very, very apt comparison. Like, there's... Yeah. 
it's it's just it's a weird nightmare i don't know it, mm. it all just kind of makes me roll yeah. my eyes really yeah um speaking of things that made me roll my eyes uh anybody remember hyperscape no i remember the twitch general emotes that you got from i don't know was it cheering i don't know oh that's where i know the name uh you got them yeah. you got them from drops and i want to say also cheering 200 bits I think it was cheering. Anyway, oh, Hyperscape I, I, is a, uh, a sci-fi battle royale game published by Ubisoft. Was, that then it was <laughs> still is still is you can still play it, um, which uh, then later removed the battle royale portion. I mean, it's, Wait, it it was still in they? there, but they, they added in a PvP like just a, 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 like a, a deathmatch mode, and then promoted oh. that as the main mode, and the. Oh. I didn't even know that. Fan theory on the Discord was because there wasn't enough people to populate the Battle Royale mode. <laughs> so, um, which I, I think is accurate. Um, anyway, they, they, they're shutting it down. Um, if you've hit a certain level cap, you will be getting all of the, um, the in-game cosmetics and upgrades. So uh, if anybody wants to go play that, uh, if you have played it at all, you'll get everything. Um, the kind of saddest part about this is when I heard about this, I, I, I jumped into the official discord cause it's easy to find. And there's like 18,000 people in that discord. Nobody was really talking about it. There was like three people that were like, anybody want to set up a game before it shuts down? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I think like that, that to me was like the game that like kind of showcased, uh, that not everything with the word battle royale in it is going to succeed because like there were elements of that game that were cool. It had like a a lot of really weird abilities and like some neat ideas and some cool level design, but it was like that in the planet side battle royale yeah. that just kind of like glued into my brain that it's not a good thing. Was Hyperscape ever free to play or was it, it paid? Yeah, it was a free game. Oh. I, I want to say originally okay. it was like buy a founder's pack for like the first three months or something uh, but yeah it was a free-to-play game gotcha yeah i never got into it i i think i watched one person try it out for a sponsored thing i think at the time and they never touched the game again after they did their sponsored segment so that that kind of says everything I, I guess if you have a you know dedicated fps mostly fps streamer try out your game for two hours and then never touch it again that kind of says it all yeah i remember that there was a very brief period of time where like every single one of the biggest streamers on twitch and also on youtube were all Tried streaming it, it and it had hundreds of thousands of viewers it was like this what is that hyperscape huh the thing i want to know yep. do we get to keep the emotes probably yeah because they're twitch I would Twitch, assume so. Twitch's responsibility. Hyper cheese hey, will live on. <laughs> hyper cheese, yeah. Hyper, hyper cheese. cheese will live on. <laughs> I was just going to say that's that is the one emote that is that is good from that set and that shall be remembered. Some people the use cheese. hyper tiger. It's yeah, just like a uh, red tiger face going. Hmm. <laughs> maybe. Kind of looks like one of the emblems from BattleTech, which is why I like it, but. <laughs> Uh, do we want to talk about this Google Stadia thing? I didn't have time to read the article. <laughs> well, I mean, we can briefly go on it, apparently. like, Because, I mean, it's not like they're shutting it down, right? That's that's basically not how the article read. It's just that they're kind of rebranding it to Google Stream and like kind of shopping out the services to other people that might want them. 
so it's more like we have this tech would you like to use this tech give us money for it rather than a google stadia is dead so i guess a hundred people in the world will be happy that google stadia isn't dead this is i have this a question go on yeah has anybody ever played on google stadia or knows anybody who has yes i have yes yeah well, <laughs> okay i i haven't played on it uh I have heard Rami talk about Google Stadia, and that's it. I, I used <laughs> Google Stadia while I was in hospital. Mm. Okay. Um, so the one thing that I will like, I, I, the one, one thing that's real nice about socialized healthcare is you actually have like nice things in hospitals. And one of the thing that one of the things at the hospital that I had when I was when I was in hospital for a week at the beginning of 2020, uh, not COVID related, um, I we had good internet in the room that I was in and it was fine. And I signed up for a Stadia premium account for one month, which was the, you can play these rotating list of games, not the entire library. Just there was like, there was like seven of them. And so I played Assassin's Creed for like six hours, one day on my phone. All right. Um, it looked like watching a YouTube video at 480p that you can control. Ooh. Ooh. So it's similar, it, somewhat to, uh, what is it, GeForce Now, it's basically? Yeah, but yeah. worse and more expensive. But, but worse, okay. It, it's like, uh, the thing is, like, when, when Stadia launched, it was kind of the one thing that was really doing that. I mean, there, there was the PlayStation streaming service, and then there was AntStream as well. AntStream is just for, like, old arcade games and a lot of old PC games. Um, and very cheap and also free in some cases. Try out AntStream if you mm. want to try one of these services. Um and then there was, um, I, I think GeForce Now was like a thing that existed. And then there was the memes of what is cloud gaming from OnLive, which shut down a billion years ago, which later got bought by Sony and turned into Gaikei. And then they turned that into the PlayStation Home streaming service, which was for older PlayStation games. That's a different bag of worms and it never worked very well. Um, so this was like kind of the only game in town, but they kind of killed themselves with their own business model because who the heck wants to pay extra money for a game that they don't own that they can't even download? Um, but... Right now, there's just so much competition in this space, and everybody's trying to do it right. Um, I, I don't. I think Google realizes this that they're not going to win mm. in this space. No. Yeah. If anybody's going to win, it's either going to be GeForce Now, or it's going yeah. to be um, uh, Xbox Cloud or, or X Cloud, is or I guess just part of Game Pass, Game Pass Streaming, or whatever they're calling it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that there is a market for this space, but the market wants cross save. They want the games that they already own. And it makes sense yeah. for something like Game Pass or even if Steam were to do something like this where it would make sense where you could stream games that you already owned. So like you already have your cloud saves. You could already you just pop back in and play on your phone. Like I would absolutely just like, I don't know, pop open Trials or Quicker Flack or something on my phone if I could. Um, so like there, there is like a market for this kind of service, but the way that Stadio is doing it wouldn't work. Well, Ever. it was very, like, niche and very, like, I don't know. It was, it was too expensive, too low quality, too tiny selection. Because remember, yes, you had the, your, or you have Stadia Pro, which I think is now 50 rotating games, maybe. But for everything, for everything else, you still have to buy the game, and you have to buy it on Stadia, which means you can only play it on Stadia because you can't play it on your PC because it's not in your Steam library. 
and um you know like and if it's there's just, no cross saves yeah. with other platforms or anything that's so if, if you already own the exactly, game yeah. and you I'm have not a save file on it's not working out I, the 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 kind of thing that scared me initially with Stadia was they had during their because I, I watched that whole presentation the original pitch presentation that they put out which was very boring don't watch it uh, <laughs> but when 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 they when they when they did that presentation they had this one segment which was it's a YouTube ad with an idling character for Assassin's Creed and then you can start playing the game in the YouTube ad but they never actually did that <laughs> if they'd done that. And they had a better business model. Stadia, in my opinion, might be one of the most used formats for gaming right now. But because they didn't do that, it makes perfect sense to me why yeah. this thing failed. Because that could have been like the best possible advertising for their platform. And if they had integration with like yeah. even just like EA Games and UPlay, where like let's just say you could get FIFA on the thing, done. But they no, didn't do they it. Didn't, yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think right now talking about the people that are doing it right, and this is not sponsored. Um, GeForce is, I think, probably the leader in the market right now because you have a free tier and you have a paid tier, so you can just use the service and you can just play whatever it's in your library. And yeah, because you already have those games. Yeah, you have the games. It's cross save, um, and it's free to play. Like uh, free, like you can just use it. Yeah, you yeah. just have to requeue after an hour. Yeah. I forgot to say that I, I was sponsored by them for one month, uh, but I actually tried the service before agreeing to the sponsorship because I didn't want to promote something that just doesn't work. But it does work, and it's yeah. it's really good. Yeah, I haven't had the chance to try the xCloud stuff yet, which I will have access to uh, in a couple of months, as far as I can tell, because currently xCloud is just on console um, and doesn't do anything through PC. I do have Game Pass, so I'll, I'll try that once it's available. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, it's it's a weird in this. The industry is weird. You know, everybody's getting bought by everybody. Everything's getting consolidated, and everybody's trying to compete in kind of new markets. And I think things are going to look very different. Everybody's trying to make Game years. Pass again. <laughs> Something. Yeah, it's, it's 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 we are actually like living right now. Like just just like industry wise, at a very interesting time. This, I think is a yeah. I actually there's so much happening, reshuffling, and then. Game Pass and all that sort of stuff, just like shaking up everything, is is interesting. It's gonna it's be interesting times. in the next couple of years. Yeah, well, I I really like the idea of um, GeForce Now because I think it, especially with all the shortages we've been having, and it's so hard to upgrade your computer, it just makes it accessible. And then like for a crowd of people who maybe aren't into PC gaming but maybe want to try it, it's there. Like, for instance, my yep, mom true. bored at home with the pandemic, and I was just like, hey, GeForce Now, give it a try. And she never did, but, like, if she had just taken the step to do it, like, she would have suddenly had access to, like, this whole, like, because she, like, sometimes watches my streams and is like, I don't understand what <laughs> what's going <laughs> on and, like, what's the deal with games, you know, and just, like, just try it. And so it's, like, it just gives that avenue that otherwise would just be cut off for people who weren't active in the gaming community. Mm. So I can I can definitely see the market for it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on the topic of weird times, uh, anybody want to <laughs> answer some questions from the from the people over on Discord? Sure. Let's see what qualifies as weird. I mean, shall we? 
Weird, Showing weird times. Lead. So um, for those of you who don't know, uh, we, we have a, a community Discord. Um, if, if you are listening through a podcast platform and haven't seen it yet, we have a website, halcyonfrequency.com. There's links to the Discord on that website. Just scroll down to the bottom. It's on the bottom left. Um, and uh, in that Discord, there is a room called Podcast Questions where you can ask us questions. They don't have to be about games. They can be about whatever. Um but we're, we're going to go through and take turns and read some of them. Um, there is one that I have for Kiri and FG here once I scroll up far enough to uh, see it. Who asked this question originally? I'm looking for the, 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 the username's question. The there it is. one? Um, yeah. So uh, Ascension uh, asks this question, which me and Jess answered on the last episode. But uh, FG and Kiri, you can go in either order you want. Uh, what are the origins of your usernames? Want to go first? I can. I can go first. Mine is short. Mine is very short. It's based on an old username, and no, I will not tell what that username is. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Very mysterious. Very mysterious. Mysterious. Utterly strange. Embarrassing. Very embarrassing. (laughs) All right. So, mine is a bit funny. Um. My actual name is Beate, and as a, as a toddler, I couldn't pronounce that, so I called myself Barty. And then uh, years later, I realized there's this Pacific um, island state called Kiribati. The thing is, it's not pronounced that. I, I realized that later. I, I actually forgot how it's pronounced. Kiribati, um, Kiribati, Kiribati, I think. Yeah, but the way it's spelled, it's like yeah, it's Kiri Kiribati, and then B-A-T-I. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's so cool. It's basically my nickname just with a Kiri at the, at the front. So I had Kiribati as my uh, user tag, a gaming tag for a while. But then I shortened it to Kiri and that became kind of a nickname. And when I was thinking about a username for streaming, I thought, you know, what games do I like? What games do I play? And then I just 2D Kiri. So it happened. It has nothing to do with the cream cheese, although that is really delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Kiri, Kiri, Kiri. Yeah, Hashtag right. Not sponsored. <laughs> oh, if they would sponsor me, though, that'd that be would great. be so perfect. Yeah, yes. that would be super I'd perfect. Love that. Um. So uh, the 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 next question that we have up here uh, comes in from Audio Coaster. Um, Jess, would you like to read this one? The scrolling up game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Thoughts on Xbox X X Pass? Xbox Game Pass? X Pass. X Pass. You can fish for it. Okay. Anyways, thoughts on Xbox Game Pass, and does it offer enough of the games you like to play? Mm. Well, it's so a great question for you. <laughs> yeah. I halfway talked about this already, but um, I don't know. I mean, I I like the idea of it. I really think that it's it could be a good service but it's just so shoddily done it's just halfway there and some people have no issues with it and some people have all the issues with it and even in my own household for instance Solentre has a completely different version of the app which is I don't, it's so weird like his version looks different it behaves differently and it works flawlessly and then on my computer which like same version of Windows and everything. I have a, a completely different UI, and it just have you doesn't your virgin, work. Your, your version number? 
not maybe it needs an not because i know the ui online changed recently with an update i've i've updated it and i even changed computers entirely and reinstalled it and it's still different so it makes me think that they have like a beta branch or something maybe that people can't like opt out of i like I, i don't really know what the explanation for that is and like it was working for a while and then now it's not so i canceled my subscription because this is like the second time something has just gone terminally wrong <laughs> with game pass for me and hmm. <sighs> i mean evil trick has, has the same issue is, issues as you right yeah say, evil say trick wasn't able to play yeah. games for like oh. two weeks because they all like refused to launch and couldn't redownload and all that yeah, it was so weird because it was working just fine. Like when I was streaming Age of Empires, I had no issues and we were able to play together. And then just one day Game Pass is like, nope, your subscription doesn't work. You don't have a subscription. Oh, you do, but nothing will launch. Okay, we'll try to launch it. Nope, error. <laughs> and just like a, just throwing stuff in the air at Game Pass. <laughs> So I'm one of those magical people that's never had an issue with it. But then again, I'm also one of those magical ish people who's never had any issues with, like, Windows. Like, the most Windows has ever done is, like, broken my audio setup. And I have a weird audio setup with, like, eight different controllers. So it, like, doesn't really surprise me all that much. So it's, like, every now and again, everything will get reset. And I just have to go through and, like, click a couple buttons to fix it. Um, but, like... To me, Game Pass is a very specific thing. Because right now it's kind of my age of empires subscription but also mm-hmm. comes with a triple a game that i play so i as for me as long as i'm playing one like triple a game that i wouldn't normally buy a month it's worth it um and i think like none of us own an xbox right no i have okay. an xbox 360 none I'm of sorry. us own an xbox okay <laughs> <laughs> like an xbox that runs game pass right game pass If you have, like, an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S or an Xbox One, even, is phenomenal because there is so many more games on it, it's not even funny. Um, Strictly from a PC perspective, I don't think it's worth the money for a normal average user right now. Um, Just for the games it's offering. Unless you are playing, like, one at least $20 game a month. Um, there is a world where it's the best deal in the world, and that's when you pay a dollar for it on the special, like, thing that happens every so often, uh, which you can get repeatedly, and not super frequently, but, like, once or twice a year, you can get them for, like, three months for a dollar. I think the bigger concern with Game Pass for me is, like, what it's going to do to the industry in the long run. Is it going to be a benefit to creativity? Is it going to be a negative to creativity? Is it going to be a benefit to everybody? Is it just going to be the place where the people who are owned by Microsoft put their games and nobody else gets to put them there? I think if you can get it for a dollar, it's a great deal. But if you're only playing on PC, be a little wary, I think. Keep an eye. I think it's a great, I think it's a great deal if you're a person that likes to try out a lot of different games and play them and test them and see if you like them or not. Um, because basically if you hit a certain threshold threshold of hours played of games that are on Game Pass, where that threshold is, is up to the user. Is it five hours per month, 10 hours per month, 30 hours per month? You know, if you hit that threshold, then it is worth it. 
for me personally, I actually haven't had a Game Pass since I got it the first time for, you know, where, where I had the, you know, one pound for three month deal because, um, not because I think it's bad value, but I prefer to own my games and have them on a storefront and just have them as much as you can quote unquote own a steam game which is you know a whole nother You're buying topic. a license to play the game <laughs> anyway. yes it's different <laughs> but it, it's still different because i don't need to have an ongoing subscription to the game to to a different service to play, be able to play the game right um i prefer that um and i've also had some issues i i tried it for two different games. Um, I tried it when Grounded first came out. I'm gonna play that in multiplayer. That one worked fine. I tried again later on um, for when my, my, uh, Minecraft Dungeons came out and uh, that was a mess. I had, cause I had a card, Lex didn't and we tried to play multiplayer together and it, it was, it was a mess. Like, the game wouldn't launch. It, it was exactly what you had. The game wouldn't launch. It says there was no active subscription. Then it said, you know, game isn't installed, etc., etc. So, uh, for me personally, it's currently not worth it. But then I also... I just don't have that many hours to game off stream where I play, like, games for me. And I already have my time filled with the few games that I have on Steam. I mean, like, just as an example, FG, uh, that Art Rainbow Six game that you mentioned briefly, it's on Game Pass. Uh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. In a world... Like, all of the Hitman games are on Game Pass right now. I, I, I don't know. It's, to me... To me, Game Pass is, like, the biggest... It might be for you, it might not be for you, depending on your situation product on the market right now. Absolutely. I think it's great if you like to test out loads and loads and loads and loads of games and maybe play them for a bit longer than Steam lets you. Um, you know, you can play loads and loads of games, test them for four or five hours, then put them on your Steam wishes and buy them to keep for quote unquote ever. I know, you know, whole thing <laughs> so uh, when they're on sale. Something that I really like that was coined over on the giant bombcast relatively recently is it's their wear. Um, which is, it's not a great game. It's not a bad game, but it's there. Yeah. So I'll play it. <laughs> I like it. I don't need to pay for it because I've already paid for it. And I, I've, I've stumbled on a few games recently that I would consider their wear. Um, like, I would never play Rainbow Six Extraction, right? But it's there, and I could download it in an hour or less, probably. It's like, I would, I would probably never play... Uh, Peggle Knights, but I'm looking at it right now. Right now, and it's there. Um, see, that's, that's, I'm downloading Peggle also, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, like, see, that's what you say. That that's also, I think, a, a big issue. It is also a service that is easier to use for people that have fast internet. Yes. Because because you say I I'll just quickly download this. I'll say I'll start the download now and play it tomorrow. And yeah, I can't test out many <laughs> games just in an, in an afternoon or evening to find what I want to play until I move in three weeks. New internet hype. But anyways, um, this <laughs> leads back into a top, you know? the topic that we had earlier about like streaming services, right? Because like, 
once they have xCloud operating on PC Game Pass, you won't need to do yeah. that, theoretically. Because you could just true. try yeah, it with the click of a button. Yep. Right? True. So, like... Which makes it more attractive, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, like, another example is, like, I was playing Remnant from the Ashes on Game Pass with a friend of mine who bought it on Steam. And he was like, you want to play Remnant? I'm like, I don't own that. And I looked it up. It's on Game Pass. And I downloaded it. And we played, like, I, two hours of it. And then I deleted it. <laughs> and I'll never play that game again. But it was there. Yep. Also, yeah, I, I mean, fun. I would say, like, just kind of edit what I said before. Beyond my, like, recent frustrations with it, I have enjoyed Game Pass because I sort of consider it, like, a demo service. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm paying... A low price because I usually pick it back up when there's a um, a promotion. So I'm paying a very low price to be able to demo very expensive games. So that's how I, for instance, CK3. I first tried it and was like, I don't know about this game. Like, it looks cool. I, I don't know if it's for me. Tried it on Game Pass and was like, yes, this game is absolutely for me. I would have never given this a try on Steam because I wouldn't buy it. And... It's that was an opportunity, and same with Age of Empires. Like I wasn't sure I'd like that one either, and I had the opportunity to demo it. So I, I look at it like the opportunity to demo, and then you yeah. can just delete yeah. and move on. Thereware, <laughs> just I, move I, on I, with I, your life. <laughs> I, I do think it needs to be said though. It's almost already a monopoly when it comes to the subscription service game model. Be wary about corporations. <laughs> this is not sponsored i wouldn't say that this is an, an endorsement and i have a feeling that there probably will be a point where i drop it as nice as the service is it's one of those services that scares me so that's kind of my take on that um like, consolidation to... is something that we spoke about a lot today yeah that's something we're gonna be talking about a lot for the next six months i think yeah um, absolutely Kiri, would you like to take this question from Prismatic Flux? Yes. What is your go-to snack? So for me, that's a muesli bar. I love those. What's that? Like a... Okay. Like a granola cereal bar? Cereal bar. Cereal yeah, bar? Like, yeah, like yeah. a cereal bar with dried fruits and maybe sometimes chocolate in it. Okay. Healthy stuff. Easy to eat during a stream break. This is a, a hard question for me because I'm a bit of a stoner. <laughs> What's my go-to snack? Uh, what is my go-to snack? What is in my Everything. fridge that I can grab? <laughs> that was my answer. You can't steal my answer. <laughs> but, uh, but um, uh, I don't know. I, I'd like, I, like, I, like, I like a lot of stuff. I like salty stuff. I like sweet stuff. Um, let's go with healthy things. Dried mango is really nice. Oh, that's so good. Stuff's expensive yes. here. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah. That's why we, when we buy it, we buy like the two kilogram bags because they are the cheapest, but it's very expensive, yes. Do you buy it at Costco? <laughs> I don't think we have, I think there's like three Costco in the country here. No, we, uh, we order it on Amazon. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for my Costco sponsorship. Um. <laughs> I just give you a lifetime membership. <laughs> um, I mean, like, kind, kind, kind of, 
Easy answer aside, I almost always try to have some sort of almonds around or cashews. Oh, um, cashews are nice. Cashews are good. And I'm They're a the big, best. Yeah. Uh, it, and in the summer especially. Uh, so I, I live in a part of town that's very overgrown. And in the summer, I will just go pick blackberries like every three days and just have like like 15 kilograms of blackberries by the end of it <laughs> over the span of the entire summer because I, I, I have a bucket that I fill up that it's about a kilo, kilo, because um, I weigh it when I get home. Um, and I freeze them throughout the, the, the summer, so I almost always have frozen blackberries around. I'm that's almost amazing. out. That's really cool. So I guess that's my nice. go-to snack, although often it goes in my oatmeal in the morning. Mine, um. I think, would have to be whatever's on hand. I like salty things, but if we're talking... Oh, I also like sweet things a lot. I have quite the sweet tooth. But if we're talking healthy, dehydrated apples or apple chips, which you can buy in bulk at Costco, or you can make them yourself, which apples that you um, buy in bulk at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Where's, where's my sponsorship? You need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can buy this next one from Costco, but uh, FG, do you want to take this question from uh, Cutest Ghost? Sure, sure. Considering that we are, that I, that I in particular, and I think Kiri also got called out. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, that we can't go with our uh, go-to answers. Um, what is your I favorite I haven't been called one? out. It says owls too, so that's you. I don't care it? about owls. No, that, that was from we the last episode. That was from oh. the last episode, I think. Because I said oh. I love owls. Oh. I see. No, that's not well, me. Then, Okay, I thought so because you have all the owl things. Yeah, because I once told my family I like owls, there's, but not as in my favorite animal, and then I got everything with owls. There's literally an owl <laughs> in the shot behind your camera right now. Yeah, but that's, yeah. But that's heavy. That's, that's the camera. It's still an owl. <laughs> but the question is... The qu not my goes, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Cutest goes would like to know, what is your favorite wild animal? Besides otters, because otters are best. <laughs> so what is it if it's not otters so i i actually thought that this this is normally i don't really prepare and think about answers um before for these questions but i actually thought about this one because i i really abhor saying my favorite x or my top 10 or whatever because i like things for different reasons but all right I like wolves because they're cool. They're just cool animals. And axolotls are pretty cute. Yeah, they are. That's my answer. I I, I'm, I'm going to allude to the next question with my with my answer and uh, steal a Gojira lyric. Gojira, great band. Uh, I've seen them live twice now, and I would like to see them a third time. Uh, but they have a song, and there's a lyric in one of these songs, which is just, Whales! <laughs> so whales. Whales are pretty pretty impressive. Whales yes. are amazing. Uh specifically blue whales. But um orcas and killer whales whales are beautiful as well, and I've seen them a number of times around here. Nice. Love whales. So I... my favorite sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> my favorite wild animal are uh, meerkats. They're Aww. adorable. Timon. Yeah, yeah. Alan. Alan, I love watching sorry. them in the zoo. <laughs> I, they are pretty cute. 
yeah <laughs> i don't have a favorite because i also hate picking favorites of anything really i just don't too fickle for that i guess um i actually just kind of am taking an easy answer and saying that i like a I like it all. I don't know. I have a background as a biologist and like a conservation background. And so I'm like, all the animals are cool. They're all really important to the ecosystem. And you can't pick one because if you remove one, you break everything. So that's my spiel. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to yep. read this next question from Arch uh, Plays Stuff. Um, and uh, they say... Uh, who has the weirdest taste in music? Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go first. I love listening to Christmas music all year round because it makes me happy. That's pretty weird, <laughs> right? I th I thought you'd say that, or somebody would say that. I mean, I, I like lots of genres, uh, but I I do not like metal, and that's probably also very weird because. Usually people like it. It's not that weird. <laughs> Lots of people don't like metal. It's an acquired taste. It's noisy. Yeah. Yes. I uh, I I listen to a bajillion genres of music. I don't really do favorite bands. I just jump from song to song. And that can literally go from, here's some K-pop, there's some EDM. Oh, how about a shanty? Oh, let's have an instrumental piece. Let's go and listen to some pop songs. Like, I kind of just go wherever my mood takes me. Um, generally excluded is usually, um, I guess, hip-hop. Um, also, a lot of the, like, the, the, the heavier side of metal. Like, melodic metal is fine. But, like, you know, like, the, the, the heavy stuff where, where you kind of... Like, you know, the, the well, suffocation of... and cannibal corpse kind of stuff, right? <laughs> like, well, yeah, we, we have, like, a lot of growling. I don't like the growling. I don't like that. I don't like growlcore and that sort of stuff. And I don't like it when it becomes, like, sort of... Like, when, when there's where's that, when there's no melody. So so what you're saying often... is Sabaton is a go. Uh, cattle decapitation is a no. Yeah, sort of. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would go with that, so to speak. Um, it's not my go-to, but I would not run away and be like, "Oh my god, this is terrible music! I hate it." <laughs> Just out of curiosity, does anybody else here know any of the bands I've mentioned in the last two minutes? Yeah, I've heard of Sabaton. Okay. Just, just check. <laughs> just want to make sure people have a general idea of what I'm referencing here. Cattle decapitation, fantastic band, by the way. I, uh, I uh, go, go on, Jess. You go. I was gonna say that I can just say me too. Everything FG said, <laughs> even when it comes to metal, I like it. But like, as soon as you're getting into growling, as soon as you're getting into like chugging and just sound, like I don't know, I just it's, it becomes it's very noisy. Yeah. yeah. So I think I would be cheating in a lot of cases if I were to just start name dropping things. Um, so I will just say what I personally think is the weirdest artist I listen to and we'll let the audience decide. Uh, Soviet France with a Z. Like Soviet France, but with a Z. Just go, they're not on Spotify, but you can find their stuff on YouTube. Harsh noise. 
Yeah, that would be like a like an immediate no from me because that just it's not that I'm like oh my god this is not music this is this is terrible these these people are not talented because they can play their instruments and whatnot it just triggers in me a feeling of anxiety and uncomfortableness. I get that too. Absolutely understand. There's (laughs) one other artist I would like to mention, and that is girl band. Which is, they play all of their instruments wrong and their singer sings out of tune, but it is some of the greatest rhythmic whatever I don't even know music that you've ever heard. But Soviet France wouldn't trigger like a um, anxiety. Soviet France is more just like weird, noisy soundscapes. But... Yeah, no, that that is, that is that is exactly what triggers uncomfortableness but, in me. Like there were certain... It's hard to explain. Um, <laughs> there, there were certain scenes in the clubs in cyberpunk for example which uh, is mostly like edm music and that sort of stuff and that music gives me the same feeling of anxiousness it's not you're 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 you're, you're thinking of more like the, the punk noise then which would be like um what's the name of that band that did that song i like that song a lot uh welcome to the 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 cyber city thing uh I don't know. It's just it's just the the heavy bass and then like the, the I don't know. There's just something. There's no there's no drums in Soviet France. That's uh, familiar with with that stuff. <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty much it. Anyway, uh, if you would like to ask us questions, it's the podcast questions room on the Halcyon Frequency Community Discord. If you would like to find that room uh, or that Discord, you can find that on our website, halcyonfrequency.com. I think this is us wrapping up. Anything else we want yeah. to say? Just wrap up. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, please leave us reviews reviews on iTunes. Thank you. Yeah, the podcast is available on anywhere that you should, sh- anywhere theoretically that you listen to podcasts. And if it's not where you listen to podcasts, yell at me, blind IRL on Discord, or tweet at me if I check that. Uh, and uh, I will find that platform and make the podcast show up there, hopefully. Um, otherwise, it's available on, on all of your mainstream platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, iTunes reviews are like pulling teeth, but uh, if you want to do us a solid, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, doesn't even need to be about the show as long as it says five stars because that's the very important part. We do have a few reviews already, and we are the number one video game podcast in Honduras. So shout outs. That should be our tagline. That. that should be our tagline. Someone already said Dude. we should put that on a T-shirt. But, um. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> like next time, go hel- hello, welcome to the Halcyon Frequency Podcast, the number one video a game podcast in Honduras. Do it. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> were so like good. The, we were the 200th most popular one on iTunes for a minute, but we already lost that ranking. So, um, but uh, I, I think now is a, an opportunity for everybody to shout themselves out. So let, let's let's just start with Kiri because her camera is next to mine. You okay? Shout, shout yourself out and tell people where to find you. Yeah. Hi. Um. So you can find me on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Patreon as Tutti Kiri. Super easy to find, and I stream five days a week, Sundays to Thursdays, strategy games, and and, and that stuff. It's cool. Stop by. <laughs> Jess, you want to go next? <laughs> yeah, I'm Jess, whoa, Jess, with an underscore in some places, because once again, consistency. You can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Patreon, places. And I also stream a lot of strategy, simulation management. Mondays through Thursdays. Yeah. Cool. Hey, <laughs> Yeah. 
hi, FG Squared here. Uh, FG Squared everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Patreon. Uh, except on Twitter. On Twitter, there's a sneaky underscore between the FG and the Squared because somebody is still squatting on that username 10 years later. Um, <laughs> am I bitter? Slightly. Um, and uh, I play a wide variety of mostly indie games, sometimes a little bit AAA stuff in there as well. And I'm live Mondays through Fridays at 9 a.m. GMT. You know, your 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 promo started off almost like a like a Dr. Seuss bit. You were like FG there, F, F, FG there, FG squared <laughs> is in my hair. Anyway, um, I, I'm I'm Blind IRL. Uh, you can find me at Blind IRL on Twitter or Blind IRL on Twitch, as well as Blind IRL on Patreon. I don't really tweet much these days, but you could follow me there. Uh, however, I think it's much more important that you go over to our website, halcyonfrequency.com, and if you click on the, uh, the the Twitch button, it'll just give you the, the team page, and you'll just see all of us right there. It's very convenient. Uh, but uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Halcyon Frequency podcast, and you will hear us next Sunday. So hit that follow thing or whatever you do on podcasts subscribe to the rss feed and we'll we'll see you next week bye yeah bye bye, bye.